Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Do you ever have moments or seasons of life when you don't feel close to God? You pray, you go to the chapel, you go to mass, but you just don't have that connection. You don't have that feeling of his presence. And then you hear other Christians talk about how much they love prayer and prayer is awesome. And they'll say things like, I had a good time in prayer today. Prayer was really good. I had a good time in the chapel. I wonder what they mean by that. When people say I had good prayer, do they mean they got something out of prayer? They got some feeling, some special closeness with God out of prayer, or they got some insight, they learned something, some guidance on their life, they got something out of prayer. Is that what makes prayer good? What about those of us that might struggle sometimes? When we're bored at prayer, we're distracted When prayer is dry, it's empty, and we might be restless. We know prayer is important, but we just want the time to end and move on to the next thing, and we feel bad about that. What do we do in those moments when we don't feel close to God in prayer? That's what I want to talk about in this week's podcast. So welcome to All Things Catholic. I'm your host, Edward Sree, and I want to give a special warm welcome to any new listeners joining us here for the first time. I know we picked up a number of new listeners from around the world in the last week, uh, and I want to say hello. Thanks for joining us here for the first time. Uh, My wife and I have some exciting news. Beth and I just celebrated our 21st wedding anniversary. So 21 years of marriage here. Uh, As my wife says, now that we've reached 21 years, we're legal now. (laughs) But, uh, you know, we we were going to try to get away, but with COVID and everything, we decided just to stay local. And, uh, you know, some wives want to go out for a nice dinner, go, you know, have a a nice romantic evening together. What what my wife wanted to do is wake up at three in the morning and climb a 14,000 foot mountain. (laughs) That's what we did here. We, We climbed the tallest mountain in Colorado here in the Rockies, uh, Mount Elbert, 14,440 feet. Uh, It took a long time, but we made it. We conquered it. And as I like to say, we're we're trying to take our marriage to new heights. (laughs) So I want to thank many of you. I know on social media, many of you were praying for us in our anniversary. That means a lot. Uh, Please pray for Beth and I, our marriage and our family uh, and Lord's blessings upon us as we move forward in our marriage together. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to a number of the groups I've been able to meet with online, various small groups from around the United States and overseas. I want to say hi to Jeff and his group at the Naval Base in Norfolk, Chris and his group in Mississippi, Steve and his group at, in Virginia Beach at St. Nicholas Parish. Thanks so much. It's been great getting to know uh, get to know you and work through the scriptures with you in these virtual online Bible studies and small group events we've been doing together. I want to say also a shout out to Diane out in Singapore and Benwin in Mumbai. It was great to meet with people overseas in the last week as well. And uh, if you're interested, if you have a small group and you want to learn more about these uh, small group online events I'm doing, you can reach out to me directly at events.edwardsree at gmail.com. That's events.edwardsri at gmail.com. And it's been a blessing meeting with some of these married couples groups or men's or women's groups or Bible study groups from all over the world and getting to know them and get time for Q&A and interaction. It's been a lot of fun. Again, if you want to learn more, you can reach me at events.edwardsri at gmail.com. That's events.edwardsri at gmail.com. And we'll send you information about that. But let's go back to this topic of what happens when we're struggling in prayer, when we don't feel close, we don't feel that 
connection with God in prayer. Does that mean that prayer is somehow bad, that it's not edifying for us, it's not enriching for us, or it's not beautiful in the eyes of God? You know, sometimes I think we can use the thermometer uh, uh, for prayer as, as we would say it's something like, you know, did I, did I get something out of it? You know, did I get some kind of feeling out of prayer? So if I want to take the thermometer and and put it to my spiritual life and gauge how healthy is my prayer life, you know, was that time in the chapel, that time at mass fruitful in my life? The thermometer we tend to use in our world today is feelings. You know, did I feel something? Did I, did I feel that connection? Did I feel God guiding me or God nudging me or God shedding some light on my life or, or just his love or his healing or his comfort or his strength? Did, did, I, did I feel something in prayer? And that's dangerous because we know love is not about feelings. Now, we should be grateful when God gives us consolation, when we're aware of his presence, we sense his closeness. Those are great gifts. Those are those are wonderful, right? But like in a marriage, you know, Beth and I married 21 years. <laughs> and there's many times where we get to go on a date night. We get special time together. We go for a walk every evening and, and we, we feel that connection. And times we can look each other in the eye and we feel the closeness. Uh, we, we, we feel the love that we have for each other. But we also know that that love is it goes far beyond those feelings. There's many moments in a marriage when we don't have those feelings for each other, right? It's just, we got to work hard, take care of the kids. There's a big mess in the, in the kitchen and we got to go work at it. There's not a lot of romantic feelings in those moments or when a car is breaking down and we got to figure out how to deal with it. We had two cars break down in, in the same day this last week, you know, in those moments, there's not like, oh, Let's, let's light a candle and hold hands and gaze into each other's eyes. I have this great feeling for you, <laughs> you know, or, you know, not just a car breaking down, but when it, when a kid breaks down, that happens, you know, often, <laughs> you know, in the middle of you're trying to get a lot done, you're trying to get out the door, get to, get to mass or the grocery store and a kid breaks down or something. And, and it's just, we got to work together. It, there's, there's not a lot of feelings there <laughs> in, the, in those moments, but that's love working together to serve a good outside of yourself and to seek what's best for the other person. That's what love is. There's times in a marriage where there may be tension, where there are feelings, but they're not romantic feelings. <laughs> they're heated feelings, uh, you know? So love is so much more than feelings. We know that, right? Let's not apply that standard to our relationship with God in prayer. Let's not use feelings as the thermometer for how is my spiritual life? Am I growing in holiness? Because if we turn to feelings, often we, we could just be so discouraged because those feelings come and go just like in a marriage. Sometimes they're there. Many times they're not. You know, more important than whatever feelings we get out of prayer, more important than those feelings is the, the faithfulness to prayer. Am I faithful? That's what God really wants to know. And again, he will bless us at times. He'll give us that sweetness in prayer. He'll he'll bless us with consolation, a sense of his closeness, his encouragement in our life. And those are wonderful. We should thank the Lord. But when that happens, we don't just give us a high mark and say, oh, I must be an A plus in holiness. No, no, no. Those feelings are not the essence of the loving relationship we have with Jesus in prayer. Faithfulness is more important because faithfulness is an act of the will. It's not about the emotion. It's an act of the will. And that's where love resides. Love is to will the good. I seek what's best. 
I, I, I give myself to this other person. That's in the will. And when I, when I want to love God and, and, and seek his will, and I want to give my life to him, give my whole heart to him, that's in my will. That's not my feelings and emotions. Just like when my wife and I have to work and deal with the, the problem with the car together, or, or there's a, a, a child that's breaking down. The, the, it's not romantic feelings that are driving us in those moments. It's we're working together, seeking what's good for the child, what's good for family, what's good for each other. And we want to have that same faithfulness with God. You know, God cares more. Here's the key. He, he, really, he really does care more about are you consistent in prayer than he does, did you get feelings every once in a while in prayer? You know, it, it, loyalty is more important than, oh man, my, my heart was so into prayer today and I, I got a lot out of it. And, you know, again, those things will happen and, and they're really good. But God wants to know, will you be loyal even when you don't feel you get much out of it? Will you be faithful even when you don't receive many feelings? Because if, if you're coming to prayer mostly for feelings, to, to get something out of it, that's not love. That's not what love is, right? I mean, imagine that again in, in a marriage. You know, I, why, why am I married to you? Because you do something for me. You give me feelings. You give me a rush of emotions. You give me sexual pleasure. That's use. <laughs> That's not love. I'm just using the other person for the feelings that I, I, I get out of them. And we don't want to apply that same standard to God. And this should encourage us, my friends, because when we have these moments when prayer is dry and we don't feel close to him, that doesn't mean God is not far, or it doesn't mean God is far away from us. It doesn't mean our prayer is not fruitful. It doesn't mean our prayer is worthless. In fact, and this is the most important thing I hope you will take away uh, in this in this episode today, is that in those times of dryness, restlessness, uh, emptiness in prayer, we can actually use those moments and turn them into the most edifying moments of prayer. The, the, the moments of prayer that are going to strengthen us and help us grow in holiness the most. These might be the moments of prayer that are most pleasing to God, that God and the angels and the saints are rejoicing. There are trumpet blasts in heaven and angels singing praises when we persevere in faithfulness in prayer, when it's hard, when we don't want to go, when we don't want to be there, when it's dry and we feel our heart isn't in it, but, but we're still there. We still show up. That, that, that makes the angels and saints rejoice even more than those moments when, oh, I went to the chapel and I felt really close and it was really fun. Because that's easy to pray when it's fun and, and, and delightful and you get a lot out of it. It's a lot harder to pray when it's when it's challenging, when you, when there's not those feelings there. Again, no, learn from what you know in, in human relationships that love is really seen not in those moments when someone gets something out of you, but when they're there for you and they don't get anything in return. They're just there to help you in a moment of crisis or a moment of sorrow. They're there to, to serve you when they might rather be doing something else, but they denied themselves to be there for you. Learn from that and, and apply that to your prayer life and give that to God. Listen to what one of my favorite spiritual writers today, Father Jacques Philippe, says about this. Um, he says, It is not important to experience, it is not important to experience moments of prayer that are beautiful and satisfying, rich in profound thoughts or sentiments, as it is to be faithful and persevering in prayer. In other words, we must not focus so much on the quality, but our fidelity to prayer. Quality will be the fruit of our fidelity. 
Here's the key line. Listen to this. He says, times of arid, impoverished, distracted, or relatively brief prayer, if practiced faithfully every day, are more meritorious and bear more fruit than long, ardent prayers offered cons- inconsistently whenever we feel the circumstances conducive. <laughs> I love that, right? Because sometimes, you know, we, 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 we like prayer when it's fun and easy and we feel like we're getting something out of it. And so when it fits into our schedule, when it's convenient, and when it's a lot of fun for me. But man, when, when I've got to make it a priority to pray, I got to go to bed early so I get up in time for prayer or I have to move things out of my schedule to make that commitment to prayer each day. That's hard. That's harder. But that's an act of the will. That's not my emotions. That's an act of the will. And that's where love resides. And God sees that love when I just show up, even if there's no feelings there. He sees, you know what? There's no feelings, but man, he still showed up. He still was there for me. <laughs> that's what God's longing for. He wants us to make that commitment of will. It's better to pray every day, even if it's short, but you're faithful every day than it is just to pray when, oh, I got a little extra time or I need some help, so I'll go pray today. No, still, if you have extra time, go pray. When you need help, definitely stop at the chapel, pull out your rosary bees, fall on your knees and turn to God. Of course, of course, of course. But let's also make the heartbeat of our prayer life a daily commitment. Faithfulness is so much more important than feelings in prayer. So what do we do though? You know, when, when prayer is dry, I'm going to give you just a couple practical points in closing here. First of all, persevere, persevere, keep going. Even if your dryness goes on for many weeks, maybe it goes on for many months. There's some great saints. I want you to know that had many years of dryness in prayer. Mother Teresa had decades, decades of dryness in prayer but she showed up every day and she is a great saint. <laughs> you know, so I pray, I don't think most of us will go through decades. Some of us, you know, might go through years. Many of us are going to go through days, weeks, and months of, of seasons in life where there is going to be that dryness. And we'll do another podcast on the meaning of what, what God is doing in the soul. I'll briefly just say this, that oftentimes he uses that dryness to test us, to test us to see if we're going to be faithful. Are we coming for him or are we coming for the feelings? And so when the feelings fade, he's testing our hearts. Will we still show up? Will we still be there? Or were we coming just for the feelings we got out of prayer? So I think we do a whole episode just on that theme. Uh, the saints have a lot to say about that, but just keep that in mind. Persevere in the midst of the darkness and the dryness. Secondly, don't compare yourself. Sometimes, you know, you can, you can fall into the trap of comparing yourself to other Christians. You maybe have some Christian friends, you have other Christians in your community, and they pray a lot and they, they talk about prayer a lot. Don't compare yourself. You, know, you, you don't know what's really going on on the inside of their spiritual life. They don't know what's going on in the inside of your spiritual life. Each soul is unique. And don't fall into the trap of comparing yourself and thinking, oh, everyone else must pray so much better than I do. Everyone else has all these delightful moments with God. I must be so far away from God because my prayer is really dry. Now, that's the devil just trying to play with you. He's trying to get you to give up your, your faithfulness to prayer. Remember, faithfulness is more important than feelings. So just keep persevering. Don't compare. And then remember that even in the darkness, you can give God this darkness. You can give, if you feel like you didn't accomplish anything, you, 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 you accomplished nothing in your prayer. Mother Teresa once said, give God that nothing. <laughs> you know, when you feel like I, I, it, it just, my heart wasn't there. You just tell God, I'm going to give you the fact that my, I felt like my heart wasn't there. I tried, 
the fact that you didn't leave the chapel or that you, you didn't cut short your prayer time, just the mere fact you made an act of the will to stay faithful in that time of prayer is a beautiful gift you can give to God, more beautiful than any feeling you can get in prayer. This is true. This is just true. And, and I'm here, my brothers and sisters, to encourage you because I, I know there's listeners out there that this is that what I'm saying may really be speaking to some kind of darkness you're going through. And I really want you to know you may be very close to God. You don't feel it. St. Catherine of Siena said that God withdraws sometimes the feelings of his closeness, but not the grace that he may be closer to you now than, than, than when you have those delightful moments of feelings of prayer. So uh, really you can, this is the, the first point was persevere. The second one was don't compare. But the third point is even in the darkness, even in the emptiness, even in the nothingness, you can give God that feeling of darkness, emptiness, nothingness. And that's an act of the will. That's an act of love. You know, it's like when you, when you just don't, you, you know, and you, you, when you're trying to serve someone, whether it's a child or your spouse or a friend, and, and you don't, you're not getting a lot in return out of it, but you make an act of the will. I'm going to sacrifice. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be there for this person. That's what you're doing for Jesus. And that's so delightful. Listen to what St. Faustina once said about this. I'm going to give you a great quote from St. Faustina. She said, one act of trust at such moments gives greater glory to God than hours past if prayer is filled with consolations. You, know, you, you can spend hours in the chapel, hours in prayer, and, and, and have all these close, warm feelings, consolations in prayer. But one act of trust in prayer when it's dark and dry and empty, one act of trust, she says, gives greater glory to God than all those hours of feelings, feelings in prayer, feelings of consolation. That's St. Faustina. My brothers and sisters, that's true. I want to, I'm going to put these quotes in the show notes. If this helps you, take these quotes with you to prayer. Pour out your heart to God. Speak these prayers to him. Remind him, <laughs> Lord, I trust in you. I trust in you. I trust that even though I don't feel your closeness, you are still there. I trust that you are closer to me than I, I feel or I sense. I, I, I don't feel it, but I trust in the saints. I trust what Mother Teresa said. I trust what St. Catherine said. I trust what St. Faustina says here. And this little act of trust will do more good for my soul and, and, and for the, bear more fruit in the world and give more glory to God than moments of, of delight and feelings in prayer. So those are just a couple thoughts here about uh, feelings and faithfulness in prayer. Hope this has been helpful for you. Uh, I want to encourage you if, you, if you enjoy this podcast, if you get a lot out of this, please share this with others. I'm really hoping to uh, touch more and more souls uh, with, with the content from the All Things Catholic podcast. And you can always reach out to me if you want to hear about those live events that I'm doing with small groups online. Uh, you can reach out to me at events.edwardsri at gmail.com. That's events.edwardsri at gmail.com. And as always, you can reach out to me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thanks so much for listening and God bless you.